I know he hit me with some clean ass shots, but like to this day, I don't know how. I don't remember them coming. I don't even remember seeing them. All I remember is like a force like took my face. And by the way, made shapes of my face that I didn't know were possible. <laughs> Alright, we're rolling. Oh mm. man. <laughs> I mean what what can you say? You know, what can you do at a time like this? Make, make a podcast. Yeah, yeah, good shot. Welcome back to Impulsive Guys, the number one podcast in the world. <clears throat> Another remote shoot. We're back in Puerto Rico. Welcome back. I'm here with my co-hosts. Mike Malak and George Janko. Hey. Um, <laughs> Don't you ever <laughs> call me Mike Malak. Um, nah, they're 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 somewhere. I would assume. But yeah, welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, viewing, and subscribing. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. It's gonna be a long journey. Like I'm gonna be doing this podcast probably for the rest of my life, and uh, you know, my life thus far has been pretty crazy, and I'm can only imagine what the future is going to look like. So it's a journey. Join me. Join us. And uh, let me waste your time and <laughs> tell you about some bullshit that happened this past weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah. I fought Floyd Mayweather. I fought Floyd Mayweather. Did you see it? I was there. Yeah. And if you, if you can't tell, my voice is gone because I was screaming my ass off. I know. I heard you. You know that you're the only person I heard in the in, ring. In the ring, swear. Wow. I, I didn't even hear. Mil I, I think I heard Milton once say, "You know, get, get a one-two." And he, I, he just wasn't willing to sacrifice his voice. Bro, he's older, dude. Like his voice is withered. I can project my shit. Like I, know. I was on Disney Channel, I could project. That's, yeah, that makes sense. Also, you're my brother, so your voice like stands out. And 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 I, I told you this after the fight. Your advice comes from the perspective of a boxer. Like I want to break this down for everyone to to really like understand the intricacies of an event of this magnitude both is that my bird just 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 whistling out there i put him outside so he wouldn't whistle he's loving it and <laughs> now he's he's calling in all the female birds <laughs> can, from, can, from can the someone, neighborhood can someone go put a towel on him or something <laughs> so he thinks it's nighttime yes yeah, falls so, asleep no, I, bro i swear to god it's an off switch that's amazing. I swear to God, <laughs> you put a towel over his cage, oh, he shuts up. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's a lot. There's a lot that went into this, uh, into this fight. And um, as a creator, I find it super fascinating. Um, this the dynamic here, and I and I'm hopping back and forth, mind you, throughout all of this, from like creator to boxer to marketer to entrepreneur, and it's like a fascinating dynamic trying to balance all of it. Like, bro, I was up till 1:30 a.m. The night before worrying about posting the final like i'm fighting floyd mayweather video before the biggest event of my life dude i was doing the same thing like and you're posting ads and anyway, by the way uh one of our sponsors rain total body fuel which is sitting right in front of me uh didn't get a lot of love they were my water bottle and and showtime didn't cut to the corner as much as uh they expected so we're gonna we're gonna shout them out here uh rain total body fuel these guys are amazing uh, a lot of bcaa's electrolytes in this drink natural caffeine no sugar it's a uh, all-in-one fitness focused beverage uh on social media is at rain body fuel the link for that is in the description 
delicious gets me through my fight and uh energizes me so check them out rain thank you i love you guys uh I, i'd appreciate it if you'd also enjoy perhaps sponsoring me for the next fight which i gotta find out like that's a, where, do, where do i begin dude where do i start there's a lot to talk about in this episode i think people should just make sure they listen to the whole episode no oh, nice but next man who's next <laughs> i mean we were kind of talking about this mm. off off podcast off camera i mean bro to be honest like the world is your oyster and you hung in there with with floyd mayweather you know wobbled floyd mayweather landed the bigger punches on floyd mayweather um and went all eight rounds in your in your second pro fight yeah which is crazy it's crazy when you say it like that bro you understand I'm standing across from this guy, like fighting this guy, and I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's Floyd." <laughs> I couldn't believe I was the one. My brain was the one in my body. Does that make sense? I know exactly what Were you, you mean. Were you having an out of body experience? Yeah. <laughs> which 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 happened to me in my first pro fight, and I I actually and it kind of fucked with me a little bit because I didn't feel mm -hmm. in control. So out of the many things I learned from that fight. I told myself I was going to ha have to ground myself the best way possible. Mm. And my way of doing that as an athlete, and it's been like this since high school, is fucking around and having fun. Dude, I don't know if you saw, but this whole fight, I'm smiling. He fucking hits me. I go... Dude, bitch, is that what you? Is that all you got? Like, bro, he hits, he hit me with body shot after body shot. <laughs> you were eating we, those. But we'd be in the clinch. I go, bitch, I do sit ups. <laughs> <laughs> I go, bitch, I do sit ups. I'm talking shit. It grounds me, bro. He like shoved his elbow up your fucking neck, and you go, ah. I'm like, <laughs> bro, I'm like, this guy's a sicko, bro. I'm watching this. I'm like. God damn it, that's my brother. Because when I fight, I'm like so intense, but you're just like, you don't give a fuck. And I wanted to talk about it too, because we have two different very fighting styles. And uh, we had a pretty candid, real conversation two and a half weeks before the fight. Um, I got a call and, you know, I'm, I'm preparing for like, kind of like an old man. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what to expect. Like, he's 44. I understand he's like, a superhuman and defies all athletic odds ever. But like, at what point does age actually affect how good you are as an athlete? And I was, and I was expecting him to like, kind of be, you know, slow and not so strong and, um, not have a six pack, which somehow he did still. Uh, and then I get a call from this guy, Solomon. He's the CEO of Famio who, um, sponsored and, or no, no, put on the fight, yep. created the fight. And, uh, Solomon was like, hey, man, I uh, I saw Floyd spar today. This was two and a half weeks before the fight. I saw Floyd spar today. I was like, okay, like, great. You know, this guy's going to have some insider information for me. I go, Solomon, what would you see? He goes, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> bro. I go, fuck, what do, you, what do you mean, bro? He goes, Floyd went 13 hard rounds with three different guys. And he made all of them bleed significantly. He goes, Logan, I'm telling you, he's just so fast. And, he's, and I'm, I'm like, I'm on the phone like this. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, what else? Did you any, like, advice, though? <laughs> he's, like, just, he's, he's like, well. Just you know, punch. <laughs> just punch. Do your best. He goes, he talks a lot of shit, so you got to, like, talk your shit. And I'm like, okay, I could do that. But, like, bro, I hung up that phone call, and, like, I'm not going to lie. I had, a, I had, like, a fuck moment. Like, cause the old man who I thought I was fighting apparently was non-existent 
And so I'm sitting in my chair, my office chair over there. It's like midnight. I'm like, yo, Jake, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, what's up? Like, I'm like, bro, I'm just going to be real with you. Like, you know, I heard Foy's like looking sharp, right? And Dan Bozerian told me the same thing. He was probably at the same sparring session. He's like, yeah, he look, he's looking sharp. And uh, I was like, if you were fighting Floyd Mayweather, like, what would you do? Because I was at that point. I was like, you know mentally and physically prepared or like mm -hmm. on my way but hearing how good your legendary opponent is still looking i'm a tough guy if it it's fucking horrifying dude it sucks and we had a candid conversation and uh, i think it was the first time we like just like spoke about fighting yeah like the possibility of and and what it means yeah and how like everything is on the line but for, especially for us like if uh you know you you went all eight rounds with them, and like people were still making memes. Dog, dog. Like, imagine if one of us gets knocked out, like the world would oh, be over. so happy. Like, like it'll just the world, Earth will smile. <laughs> like, oh. like, just because that's what that's what people want. They they want to see that happen because we're not you know boxers, or they yeah. don't want to respect us as boxers. But, and so we had a conversation about this, and I was like, Logan, like, I feel like I was sort of like talking you off that ledge. I was like, bro, like, who gives a fuck? Like, just go in there be a robot mm. perform perform like you do in sparring it's just another sparring session yeah but it's it's much harder because i'm also super visual like i visualize everything i manifest everything and unlike uh the ksi fight i also visualize losing i also visualize mm. like the worst possible outcome as well as the best one and that fear of not wanting that to happen, being fully aware that it could, like acknowledging it, going, I see how that could happen, helps me. And I think that's where we we differed a little bit, right? Because you, you talked about only seeing the victory, only tasting that, that win. And I was just really honest with myself throughout this whole process. And it worked for me as an athlete. Yeah, I'm just more like, I, I can only think about the knockout. Mm. I think I do though have like one moment where I can acknowledge where I acknowledge that everything that's gonna happen. I think that's in the beginning of camp and I think it motivates me. But then I just like leave that thought there and then from there on visualize the win through and through. Yeah, mine was like a it was a it was a really powerful like ultimate surrender mm -hmm. to like what is non attachment I, to outcome. I was disconnected while also being so invested at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it put me in a really powerful sp space because while I didn't give a fuck, I cared so much mm -hmm. and it was, it was strong. And I went in the fight, like having fun. Like you saw us in the locker room beforehand, bro. I'm like doing Tai Chi. Like we got like, we're Chinese making flus playing, making TikToks. Making TikToks. <laughs> like, bro, we're like, we're like fucking around about to fight like one of the goats. Yeah. I think that was so different about the last fight, the KSI fight. Too serious. Because, first of all, you did not envision the loss. Yeah. You, you did not allow yourself to play out a potential reality that is the fight game that yep. you could lose. Yep. And then the locker room was pretty serious. Everything about it was. It was just intense, and you're gritting your teeth, and you're geared up for, you know, whatever. But And it, and it, and it, it, was, it was fake. It was yeah. fake because I was told to be that, that warrior instead of being that warrior. And you know where I found the intensity? I'm sure you saw it. Uh, switch in the locker room because we were having fun we were having a good time we went to do our breathing exercises and Jake prepared like a speech for me dude Oof. and we're doing our breathing exercises and our eyes are closed and I open my eyes and I'm fucking bawling by the time Jake is done with his speech like I'm crying bro I felt like God 
like fucking tickled me <laughs> and, and, and i was just like what the i woke up i'm or, or, or open my eyes and i'm crying and i got in this just like kill mentality in like a healthy natural organic way mm-hmm. to me and i started pounding my chest and was like excited to go to war excited like mm-hmm. like die with honor bro type shit like i watched so many war movies gladiator <laughs> movies before this fight because you know bro these dudes die by sword yeah die by sword yeah. what what are we doing i'm just going into a boxing match these dudes are getting fucking like stabbed gladiators <laughs> in the coliseum are fighting like lions and tigers to the death while you know tens of thousands of people watch and cheer them on hoping one of them dies and I'm like, wow, we are we are pussies. Like yeah, our generations are. Ch- I need a channel like this energy, <laughs> and it's it sounds insane, but as a fighter, you got to understand, you're going in there like literally putting your life on the line. A hundred percent. It's the only sport where you can like legally die or kill someone and get away with it. Mm-hmm. And so, as crazy as it sounds, boxing is the modern day version of gladiators. And so you have to have that warrior mentality, like you're saying, and. And charging up your body like that. That's why those warriors, the Spartans, all you know, all these all these tribes, they have chants and stuff that they do oh, as a oh, ritual yeah, to, put to, in a trance. to put you into that in that frame of mind. And once you're there, the mind is a powerful tool and mm-hmm. and you're just you're just ready. And this is the moment you visualize and I saw that that switch flip and I was like, Bro, I felt the energy mm-hmm. in the room. Like you were saying, like God tickle like there was energy or something in that room, and I believe in all of that and, and commanding that and charging you up and everyone sending you that love and, and that and that power. All that shit adds up because when the going gets tough in the ring and, you know, you maybe want to quit or, you know, your adrenaline's pumping or you get hit with a good shot, you just go back to that place and you're like, I cannot give up. It was such a powerful space. And I, and I noted that I definitely didn't even get close to that in my first fight. Like I walked into this fight as healthy mentally and physically as possible. I told Jeff right before it started, I go, Jeff, we're, we're in the ring. I go, if there was ever a day where I was going to beat Floyd Mayweather, it's today. That's right now. <laughs> Feeling like a million fucking dollars, bro. Didn't wake up and sneeze three times. Mm-hmm. Started off my day, right? <laughs> People love yeah. that tweet, by the way. That's that's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy. But like, <laughs> yo, it's jokes. But also when you fight a healthy fight, world of a difference so different my my first fight against gabe i was sick fever i remember you had a sni- you had the sniffles and your voice was yep second fight with nate robinson broken nose <laughs> and then when i fought ben i was like ah i'm gonna kill this guy because i'm i just feel so good right now yeah yeah it's hard man we interrupt this program to bring you another word from our sponsors ladies and gentlemen stop right there i want to tell you about a great product our body needs electrolytes you may or may not know that but it does and when we sweat, fast, diet, or just live everyday lives, we lose them, leading to headaches, muscle cramps, and weakness. We need them replaced. But maybe we don't want a sugary sports drink to do the job. We're here to tell you about Element, the healthy alternative to sugary electrolyte drinks. Each grab-and-go stick pack replaces essential electrolytes with no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, or any other junk. We all know the popular electrolyte drinks, and they're packed with sugar, and this is the version that's actually good for you. It's a great way to support your health and fitness lifestyle, strength training, recovery, or keto diet. In fact, Element is the exclusive hydration partner to Team USA Weightlifting and many Olympic athletes. They have amazing flavors like citrus, watermelon, orange, and raspberry. 
As a member of the community, Element has a very special offer. You can get your free Element sample pack by going to drinkelement.com slash Logan. Each sample pack contains seven packets, each with different flavors. To get your free sample pack today, go to drinkelement.com slash Logan. Just pay shipping. Drinkelement.com slash Logan. The link is also in the description. Back to the program. And I... I learned so much about that fight. Like fighting Floyd Mayweather, like one of the goats, just like in the short, like what, the 24 minutes I had in the ring with him. I learned so much about boxing. It was a masterclass. It was a masterclass. And I didn't, I'm not happy with my performance as a boxer, bro. I looked like shit. Like that was, which is good, I think, because when people, my opponents in the future, go back and watch tape, Mm -hmm. that's like not how I box. I had to amend for Floyd Mayweather, who, by the way, has every style in the book. He exhibited like three different mastered techniques styles. and styles All in, in one. one fight. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm like switching as it goes on and just kind of catering to him. And I knew I was going to have to make it a dog fight, like use my weight, use my strength, tag him a fucking couple times so he knows that this motherfucker is not to be messed with. Like respect my right hand and chill, mm-hmm. champ, chill. And uh, I got lucky because... Not lucky because I was throwing, but in the first round, I got him with a good shot. Yeah, and he had to respect you from there on from out. From there on out, and I think that's why I was able to go all eight. But, bro, th- this is where you need to give yourself more qu- credit because that unorthodox style that you brought into the ring, and it's it just different, and he had never seen that, and that's what you needed to do to make it rough, make it almost like a street fight huh. in many ways. He's used to the straight punches yeah. and the this and that. He's done that a million times, but when a 200-pound Ohioan <laughs> is coming at him doing all sorts of weird shit, bro, that's what makes made and that's Sean what made Adam. you fucking do so good yeah you know but and, that's not how i like fight bro <laughs> it's not it's not but you are like unorthodox by nature i've i've seen you do better but for sure for sure but bro like i can only imagine you're you're in there he's switching his styles he's got all these dirty little tricks he's Yo. doing all this weird stuff his head movement's so good you're like damn like i i don't know i don't have an answer for all of this i have a a, a weird Ability and I knew this going into the fight to freeze and sort of neutralize even my best sparring partners. And I realized it when, um, in, in practice one day, we had our sparring partners spar each other. Looks nothing like when they were sparring me. I don't know what it is about my style, mm. but but like they go at it. It's they're they're like brawling almost. Yeah, I saw that. I was there for that day as well. Yeah, it was weird. And uh, yeah, when you fight them, it's like more of a tame fight it's more of like a chess match you know and you're getting shots off on them then you put them in there together the sparring partners were teeing off on each other Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think it's because you don't realize how much power you actually have and so when you hit these people they're like oh shit i I don't want to get hit with that again so they have to fight more carefully it's Mm -hmm. they always tell me that yeah they always tell me and i'm still unfortunately i'm this is one of the things i'm working on i just too reserved with this. Yeah, you need to throw your right hand. More. I know, I know, bro. With Floyd, I mean, you've heard it. We knew it, but let me like tell you, being in the ring with Floyd Mayweather, this man is hard to hit. <laughs> <laughs> this man is hard to hit. I, bro, I'm long, and I got him with a couple good jabs, bro. There's one picture. Still, he's looking way up at the same. And I was able to get him with a few jabs. And every time I hit him, my confidence went, oh, he's just a, he's just a man. Right? <laughs> Someone told me after the fight, they go, even a god king can bleed. And I'm like, yeah, dude. Whoa. Like, Bro, I, he was gushing blood out I, of his, I busted his yeah, lip. How, his lip. 
and my chest puffs out. I'm like, yo, like this, I can do. This. He's a human. Granted, tough ass fucking guy. That's also one of the things I learned from him, bro. Tough guy. I I I busted his ear. Like I busted his ear, bro. He got out of there quick. I think because he had to get it checked out, and I seen the doctor like fucking. Uh, you think he ruptured his eardrum? I think I don't know if he ruptured, it, but I fucked his ear up. Like I know I did. I heard from behind the scenes. Um, and, and guess what? In the fight, I didn't know. And he kept coming at me. Tough guy, bro. I got I, him with some shots, and he just like his his pressure and just like relentlessness to just keep coming was like admirable. I mean, he's fifty, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But it's like, like, there's a reason why. I know. But, it's just like. It's like when he experienced it firsthand. But you did too. I mean, how many body shots did you eat? How many times did you get hit in the face <laughs> and then keep moving? So we, yeah, you got hit, bro. You got hit. Yeah. But I mean, that's what people respect. Like, I think no one expected you to have a chin like you have a chin. Yeah. And I know because I see it. And you say it in interviews, you're like, I like to get hit. It motivates me. I start to fight more. And when you say that, people just think you're trying to sell the fight. But I know that. You mean that because yeah, I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah, and I'm like, bro, like it just it just makes you go harder. Like, yeah, we're fucking fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got hit with some clean shots. Clean, like so clean. And by the way, bro, after the fight, I'm thinking back. You know, as a boxer, you're like reviewing your performance, and I still I still have yet to watch the fight. But I'm thinking back. I'm like, I know he hit me with some clean ass shots, but like to this day, I don't know how. I don't remember them coming. I don't even remember seeing them. All I remember is like a force like took my face. And by the way, made shapes of my face that I didn't know were possible. <laughs> I, the human face is mushy. It's, it can't bend. And, mm -hmm. and I'm the ugliest fighter probably in the history of ever. Bro, I've, this is not one like good pick where I'm like looking good. I'm, I look like a moron in every <laughs> single pick. Some of these stills, like Caleb, throw some stills on the screen here, bro, of me just like pizza face. He got me with a hook once. My nose is like still in the same spot, but my face isn't. My, I got like a cut in my lip. And then... uh got me with a couple good uppercuts and I, I just never was able to tell where the punches were coming from sometimes he he, he missed some big hooks mm -hmm. um and every time I dodged him I I remember thinking oh this is where his his age is coming to play he's a little well, he's a little slower than I have to imagine he was you started to get his timing yeah in about round five and six yeah and then he stopped really hitting you he really was only hitting you around three four and then like halfway through five and then you really kind of figured out his game because he's a counter puncher and and i and, and i started to throw those like wild kind of just like you know cross my fingers type punches and i'd pay for it and so i got a little more strategic with like you know how to do it and bro when i tell you i was talking shit in the ring like, I talk shit when I fight in sparring mm -hmm. sessions and shit. I've never talked more shit to anyone in my life. Or let me let me amend that. I've never talked to <laughs> anyone in my life. I'm having conversations with him, dude. And he's not responding, right? He, like, yeah. I'm, what were you saying? Uh, bro, we're in there. So after that barrage in the first round, which something, something came over me, dude. Like, I, I hit him with a right, and uh, he dropped a little bit. And I and in my head I go I think I just got him in a sensitive spot and I heard you, he's hurt. I would go bet, bro. I saw his <laughs> knees, bro. Yeah, exactly. His I knees saw, dropped down an inch. And, it's and like a little squat that bingo. you do. A little, a little, like it, it's like a uh, out for ow. out for a <laughs> split second. You have to know what to look for. I thought I did. He said he's hurt. I go fuck. Unload the clip. 
no skills. Like we just I love that. That made it away. so exciting. Bro, and when it happened, I'm in my head going, mind you, I'm, you know, swinging. I'm like I think I just wobbled the greatest fighter of all time. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> we've been doing this for two and a half minutes. What the fuck? He hit him with the uppercut and I, like a, like every one in five punches, it was a 25 punch barrage I counted. Mm-hmm. Every one in five would get in or hit him in the back of the head. Like and the, the the sorry to interrupt, but this is what I hate is I saw people on Twitter afterwards like tweeting that clip and being like, "What the fuck is this?" Like I paid fifty dollars for this. I'm like, bro, you guys know nothing about boxing. Mm-mm. And I was talking about how everyone on Twitter is a boxing critic and they think they know, but they've never stepped foot in a boxing gym. And a lot of those punches were hitting them like in the side, side of, the of the head, head side of the head, weird spots. You, you throw five to land one yep. because his defense is so good. Yep. And so that was like super, super effective. And again, it's just boxing critics that are tweeting out their mom's Wi-Fi that have never boxed <laughs> and sitting on a couch, like eating Cheetos. Like it's so, it's so, it's so funny to me how many people are experts at boxing. Even just like side note, the amount of texts I got beforehand, mind you, it, we've done an eight-month camp. We know exactly what we're going to do in this fight. Yeah. Not a, keep your defense tight, champ. Make sure he comes on the inside and then block and then retire him out. And I'm like, bro, what the? F- you don't know. You don't box. Yeah, like, you shut the fuck up. Like, I appreciate you, <laughs> but, like, what the fuck are you saying? You don't think I have this shit, like, locked at this point? They just want to send a good message, man. They just want you to know they care. I know. It's just like, like, how is everyone a boxing expert? Because you saw Rocky once? Yeah. Where else are you going to learn how to box? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I threw that barrage in the first round and, uh, he, he, he had to respect that I came to fucking fight, bro. And I went back to my corner and I told Milt you, in the video on my Instagram, you can see it. I go, man, I'm gonna beat this guy. Um, and I felt good. And then round two started round three start. He started to come back a little bit and, and we knew this was going to happen cause he did it in the Connor fight. Hands up becomes a pressure fighter. This is the first style shift I saw. Went from kind of gauging as like a computer. That's what he does, right? He's a, he's a fucking computer athlete. Yep. C- uh, clocking my movements, what I do, which is hard because I'm an like I'm I'm a unathletic athletic person, mm-hmm. and so like I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. But uh, <laughs> he put his hands up and started walking forward, and uh, that was his best uh, best moment of the fight. That's when he got some of his, his real clean shots. And every time he would, bro, like like we know this again. I have a chin. I look at him, I go, nope. Yeah, I go, champ, is that all you got? Champ, second round, I go, I go, and I just got that barrage on him. I go, fake fighter, huh? What happened to that? What happened yeah. to me being a fake fighter, baby? I'm, I'm looking at him right <laughs> Talk now. Your shit. Talking my fucking shit, bro. He only said one thing to me during the whole fight, though. I threw a big right. Mm-hmm. I missed. <laughs> he, he said, he said, nope. And I was like on him, and I said, <laughs> Almost. And I, and He's got to be thinking like, this kid's a fucking idiot. You, you, yeah, like you, you had to have gotten in his head, bro. Like to be honest, Absolutely. like every other fighter he's ever fought is like so serious and like a world champion, not having fun. They're just doing all their like little combos and shit. Like you're just toying with him, which is what he would do to other people. Yeah. And that like reverse mindset, he's got to just been like, bro, this kid is tough. He's hitting me. He's talking shit. What the fuck is who going is on? This guy? No, bro. I'm the dude. I'm the dude who's like, if I'm getting like fucked up by a group of dudes, <laughs> like I'm talking shit <laughs> on the way down. Getting my ass. Get, like you with got your hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Puss, 
I'm getting beat up by Florida security guards. I'm like, gotcha. <laughs> Just on some dumb shit. But yeah, bro, that that was a that was a lot of fun and. uh Man, fighting him again, just like some of the other shit that I learned. Uh, bro, I'm down by his hip once. I mean, besides the whole fight. <laughs> I'm the best hugger in boxing. No one hugs, someone tweeted, I no wish. one hugs better than me. Someone tweeted, I wish I wished my mom hugged me as much as Logan <laughs> bro, Floyd. I, bro, the memes, there's one. <laughs> I'm hugging Floyd. It says, Floyd, stop. This isn't you. Right? I was just like embracing him. Uh, but... Yeah, I was hugging him. Or no, I was down by his hip once. And bro, I feel his glove come around my face on the mm. far side of the referee. Motherfucker covers my mouth. Ooh. Bro, he covers my mouth with it. He opens his glove and covers my mouth. And I'm in my mouth. I'm like, I'm like, you're suffocating me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Bro, and in my head, I'm like, holy fucking shit. This is like one of those old school boxing tricks that you like hear about. And I missed a breath. I missed the breath. I got up. <gasps> Whoa. That was crazy. And I'm sure he's got a thousand of those up mm -hmm. his sleeve. Uh, you can wear sleeves in boxing? Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Uh, that, that That's the type of shit, you know, that you, the great, the all-time greats. Like, I was talking to Holyfield, mm -hmm. uh, like, actually the morning of your fight. Yeah. We had a training session, and he was like, yeah, if I throw my biggest punch... And I landed on my opponent and they like don't go down or whatever. He's like, I'll look at the ground and like act like I slipped so that they think I didn't throw my biggest punch or that I hit them that hard and oh, it was a slip. It was only 75%. I'm like, bro, all of these tricks, like yeah. that's what comes with that, like years and years and years of doing this. Yeah, absolutely. I had a feeling people would ask me before the fight. I don't know if anyone saw these interviews, like, yo, what do you think is going to happen? And I, and I, said a couple times I was like I have a prediction I'm not gonna say it like my friends know and shit and uh, my, my prediction was I was gonna go all eight like my honest prediction we have it on uh, our videos and shit was that it was gonna go eight um, and I was selling the knockout and by the way like almost maybe kind of happened um, and it was definitely possible right but statistically like he's never been knocked down like an actual like a legitimate knockdown only he, once Because he, he fucked up his hand Yeah And, and like stopped Because yeah. he needed a second <laughs> Like no legitimate knockdown So like statistically bro It was like unlikely But I I felt like it was gonna go I felt like it was gonna go all eight um, and, it, and it did Because I knew I knew I knew that'd be considered Like kind of a win And bro. the fact that I was able to land Like I was Like I landed on bro Like we fought And everyone was making so much fun of me It's a fight No like we fucking fought bro Ten ounce gloves, no headgear. Ten ounce gloves, no headgear. <laughs> Someone's gonna. <laughs> Someone's gonna get. We interrupt this program for another word from our sponsors. But first, before the sponsorship, in connection with the sponsorship, a word from our partner George. Thank you, George. I have some that people files. Okay, uh, 
one-stop shop for all your links, content, and more. Guys, this episode is brought to you by Hubi. And luckily, they hooked us up with an impulsive waitlist. Click the link that's in the description or type in Hubi slash waitlist slash impulsive. They're checking the list. And for the next few hours, anyone who signs up with our link gets priority review over the main waitlist. And they're choosing 10 random people who sign up to win a free merch box like this one sitting in front of me. Merch impulsive t-shirt hooby do yourself a favor and jump on the list before hooby takes off this is your chance to use the same platform as your favorite creators and the only other way is to find an invite from an existing user so be sure to keep up with everything hooby's doing by following them on instagram at who.be link in in the description back to the program what's Uh, that like bro like because i i lost my voice screen like i I almost passed out i think i told you that like one time i screamed i like fell forward because <laughs> I was screaming so much the whole fight. I was just so happy as your brother, like cheering from the sidelines, like going ham. But for you, like, bro, what is that? What is that? Like, I, I still can't put it into words. This whole thing has been one of the hardest things to digest. Um, because of how grand of an event it is, especially considering like, where I'm at in my life and my career path. Like, let me rewind for a second. Three and a half, four years ago, when I was the most hated person on the planet, undoubtedly the internet's biggest prick, like, like literally the whole Mm -hmm. world wanted to see me fucking lose. And I get it. That was the worst part. I got it. I was like, fuck, I need to like make a change right now. Cause this is not me. It's just not. And and you don't know what that change is going to be or what you're going to do to amend it and get people to believe in the version of you that you know exists somewhere. You just have to find him and craft him. And, you know, went on this, this journey, picked up boxing. And, you know, my second opponent is Floyd fucking Mayweather, one of the greatest opponents of all time. And, and am very happy with the performance I put on in the, and, and the show, um, and so you're, you're only as, what do they say? You're only as, as good as the last great thing you did. Mm-hmm. And um, was able to continue on this like redemption arc, mm-hmm. if you, if you want to call it that, or just like incredible meteoric career growth path that I think is unable to be duplicated ever. Well, couldn't possibly be. Ever. I mean, you got hit hard three years ago, four years ago. And then to stand up and keep moving forward when everyone else would have quit. Bro, someone said, someone told me this. There was many like powerful little like things that I took with me into this fight. But someone mm-hmm. texted me and they're like, dude, like you had the whole world against you at one, at one point. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night you're fighting one guy. But I think that, I think that's the beauty of it is that boxing gave both you and I like a alternative route to follow down. Versus like creating these videos every single day and go back to our roots. And it, it literally gave us something to fight for it's crazy. and to fight against all of that hate and, and, and pressure. And it's like a, it's a movie, bro. It's, it's like what I watch these boxing movies and they all pretty much follow the same thing. Like, you know, come from nothing or come from a hard place or a bad place or whatever it is. And boxing takes people out of that hole. And I'm like, how did I, how did my life end up a, a boxing movie? It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird, dude. And yo, you talk about impact, right? As a content creator, 
anyone who makes content or does anything um, influential online, making an impact, a positive impact is the most powerful thing you can do in your life, in your legacy, with, with your, your work. And as a content creator making you know funny little videos, I love entertaining people. I love making them smile. But rarely do I get or feel like I get a moment where I can truly leave an impact. Yeah. Truly inspire. Like I'm sure people, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be like Logan uh, or Jake or, you know, any one of their favorite YouTubers. Um, but with boxing and this, this career path that we switched to, I feel like truly, truly broke the limit on what is possible. And, and, and showed it firsthand. I said it in my post-fight speech. I don't want to hear anyone tell me anything's impossible. The amount of people I had publicly, by the way, like world-renowned guys, Mike Tyson even, on my own podcast, you don't stand a chance. Floyd's going to dictate this fight, how it's going to go to the T. You're going to get fucked. Uh, uh, who, who else? Um, Roy Jones Jr. said it. Everyone said it. Portnoy said I wouldn't land a punch. I love you, Portnoy, but he said he wouldn't land a punch. And I'm sitting here like, Almost for a second, doubting myself, am I go? Am I fucking crazy? The answer is yeah, and I got the job done, dude, because yeah. of my delusional optimism, and I believed in myself that much. I was able to do the thing that none of you thought was possible. Because guess what? I'm not fucking you, dude, for a reason. Like I don't believe what you believe, and that's why I'm me. If I Facts. let statistics rule the decisions I made in my life, I'd be nowhere. Facts. Mm -hmm. And, and, and people are so, uh, they, they're so hard to comprehend. But now, yo, even just my next fight, walking into the ring, carrying that energy, like I went eight good rounds with the GOAT. I will not be beat. Let me repeat that. I will not be beat. And the next fight I have, I promise, will be a brutal, brutal, vicious knockout. Boxing, as you know, probably 85% probably mental. And the mental hurdles that I was able to jump by doing what I just did last weekend, mm -hmm. and you can only do by do, by doing and achieving and completing a, a circumstance of that magnitude, will carry with me forever. And it's powerful, dude. And I have so much like just pent up. Like I just know what it takes, dude. And I did it once, so now I'm gonna mm -hmm. do it again and again and again and again. And the confidence keeps building and building and building and the experience keeps on building and building and building. And in, in, in their defense though, with like these Mike Tyson, Roy Jones guys, they don't see you spar. They don't see the work that you I put in. So yeah, a lot yeah. of, a lot of people, and, and this is everyone in, in America or, or just the world is they have to like see it in front of them to see that it's real. They, they're, they're painting the picture we're painting the picture for them. They're not going to like believe or see the picture before we paint it for them. And now that picture is being painted and we've been trying to tell people like we're real fighters. We can knock mm -hmm. people out. We're this, we're that. That's true. We but, were talking about this last night, Jake. No one sees the two, three month training camp. I mean, you had an eight month training camp. <laughs> no one can see behind those walls except the people that are close to you and in the camp. So for everyone else, it's just one fight night and they can only project their limitations or their ideas onto what they think is going to happen on that one night. Yeah. But you have how many days of, you know, wake up, eat perfect, train perfect, do everything you possibly can 
above and beyond what everyone else is doing in their normal lives in order to put on one show and fight one guy and raise the bar for your own ability to go in that ring again. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I also think there's a, a little bit of like an asterisk as well because mm-hmm. even if you do put in the work, you go hard. It's boxing. It's a refined skill. It takes time. We saw it with Chad Johnson. Yeah. The man mm-hmm. comes out, was ripped in shape. A super athlete. Super athlete. Right? Boom. Can't box. Yeah. Right? Gets knocked down, what, in the fourth round? Fourth round. I talked to him afterwards. I was like, How, how'd you feel, bro? He goes, dude, I'm in incredible shape. Third round, my gas tank was empty. Something about the sport of boxing is like a it factor that, like, I don't know why we have it. Maybe because we are, like, kind of bred to be warriors our whole life. But the the athleticism doesn't always translate. Like I also know boxers who are shit at, shit athletes. Yeah, right. Like you, amazing. Go, go tell them to catch a football. They fucking they look like a like a like a donut, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they look like a donut. Uh, uh, they look like a donut catching a football. <laughs> yeah, I might do pretty good. But it is a refined skill, like you said, and you have to be willing to get hit in the face. I know a lot of tough guys who can't take punches to the body to the head and that one-on-one combative sport is a skill that has to be sharpened and i think where we have a lot of experience is wrestling like having over 150 sure. 200 wrestling matches sure. bro i was talking about this with my friends i'm like i was more nervous to go wrestle in front of my high school with the little singlet on you know <laughs> your look your your dick's hanging out you're just you're just going through puberty the girl you like in high school is up in the stands like you know you're not as confident in yourself you're so right and you have to go out and wrestle in front of your parents in front of your principal like mm-hmm. bro that was more of a mental thing for me and since going through that a bunch of a hundred times to the point where I like got confident as a wrestler in a one-on-one sport and I've, I've lost in wrestling. So like, I know what that feeling's like as well. The boxing now is like, is, is easy to me. Hmm. Like just go in the locker room, have like, I just go out there, have fun and knock yeah. someone out, bro. I get more nervous for your fights. Like my fights, I don't, I don't even care. Likewise. I'm, I'm just like playing the music. We're making jokes. Like, Having fun, just sitting there on my phone, like heart heart rate didn't spike once before fighting Floyd. Not once. I was waiting for it. Never did. Your fight, terrified. Yeah, <laughs> against Ben Askren. Yeah, fuck. Bro, you're, you're fighting Tyron fucking Woodley. Yeah. <laughs> What's? <laughs> I just seen a video of him hitting pads the other day. I was like, same Ben Askren. Yeah, he's you know? pretty. He's pretty beefy. He's he's sharp. He's yeah. strong. He has knockout power. He's a five time. UFC champion <laughs> has been in there with, you know, the the best people in the game and by the way have has beaten a lot of them. And he's a, he's a natural striker. I, I watch his uh knockout clips. Ooh. And I'm like I'm like, uh, yeah, here we go. You going to war this time. Seriously, seriously. Yeah, yeah. And, and I I love it because it's like again, I, I want to challenge myself and step up that level of competition and prove to people, yeah, this guy is Tyrone Woodley and he's super strong and blah 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 and athletic and let me tell you something because I'm always gonna be real with you you know and like even like I told you right after I'm like yo Tyron's a fucking dog yep he's a dog bro but on the flip side on the positive side his age will affect him yep a hundred percent 
Floyd's 44, and everyone's wondering when's father time going to affect the specimen that is Floyd Mayweather. They saw it this fight. He looked like a 44-year-old fighter. A great one, but like you could see it. You could feel it. I felt it with the speed and the power. I was like, mm. he, he, ain't, he ain't the fighter he used to be. I remember thinking during the fight, I was like, fighting this guy 20 years ago would be a fucking nightmare, <laughs> especially if I was his weight. <laughs> if I was not going, no, no, count me out. Count me out. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I respect the tyrant for getting in there. And respect to you for taking on a, a behemoth like him. August 28th. Less than, are you entering camp? Are you in? Yeah, yeah. We're in camp now as of like two days ago. And it feels good. It feels good to be back. It's like the best. watching you in camp, I'm like the best. Damn, I just wanna I just wanna be back in camp again because you're you're so healthy, your mindset, you have a goal, a purpose, and your whole team is there and it's like you're just driven and motivated and everything has so much meaning. You know, you're not just in the gym anymore just to be in the gym. You're like, I have a real opponent, we're structuring game plans yep. and by the way, this guy wants to take my head off for the world. Like I saw a tweet, he's like, Guys, MMA community or a boxing community, I'm going to end Jake Paul and knock him out so we don't have to see any more of this clown anymore. And I'm like, bet we will see who works harder, Tyrone. We will see who's faster, stronger. And uh, look, I, I, I bet him. I, I challenged him to a bet, and he didn't want to take the bet. So it kind of it shows his confidence. And we did a little face-off uh, while we were doing a photo shoot for like the assets for the posters. And no one was there besides our teams there was no media and it wasn't for for the public to see and i saw a different tyrone than i saw in the public face off mm. I, I saw i saw a, a tyrone mm. who um sort of looked me in my face and in my eyes and saw me with my shirt off and i'm pretty sure he was wearing lifts in his shoes in the public face off because when we face off for the for the second time uh much shorter guy and we were about the same weight he like he's beefy he's, he's, thick. Thick. he's thick so we're both gonna be cutting down to like 190 but i just saw a guy who was like i think he just looked at me and just like knew bro I'm he just you. knew his destiny <laughs> he, was in his reality. He, he knew the the big right hand is gonna come crack him in the skull and knock him out i, I saw it in his eyes man I saw it deep down in the Bro, wait till he wait till he feels it for the first time. I said this in the last podcast. There's a moment these fighters have in sparring in the matches, whatever, where the fucking clown YouTuber hits them a little little harder than they expected, a little faster than they expected, times you a little more strategically than you thought they would, and you're mm -hmm. like, Fuck. My life <laughs> my life is about to be over if I lose to this fucking guy. And the moment that thought enters your mind, you lose. Public humiliation, man. Against him, bro, and that's why you've done you've done an incredible job at rallying entire communities around you to want to see you lose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> MMA community, bro, is like, it, which sucks because like I love MMA. Like I'm still team like I'm team Dana White, bro. Like I'm I'll say it. Like I love Dana White. I love the UFC. You know, like I'm team Jake. Obviously. No, I know what I'm you team, mean. I'm team Jake first, but like, bro, like Dana, Dana, like let me get it. Let me get maybe a UFC fight one day. You know, and you, you're like, nah, fuck, fuck everything, fuck everyone. I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's more fun to me. Like <laughs> the internet's boring. I I purposely want to piss these people off. I mean, look at the highest paid fighter of all time is Floyd, and he was more hated than than he was loved. Someone was telling me this today. They're like, yo, you like. I want you to be the hero in your next fight, but just so you know, villains get paid more. And I'm like, 
I got a brother to do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the villain. You could be the hero. It'll be fucking great. And we'll, but we'll both secretly be on the same team. You're wearing the shirt right now. Angel with devil horns. Another word from our sponsors. Good sleep is the ultimate game changer. I just went through training camp. I took my sleep very seriously. Trust me, I can attest. We are here to tell you about the Pod Pro from 8sleep. The Pod Pro by 8sleep is the most advanced sleep solution on the market for thermoregulation. It's going to give you your best sleep because it regulates temperature throughout the night. Science suggests that there is not one universal sleep temperature for deep sleep, and this system pairs dynamic cooling and heating with biometric tracking and comes in the form of both a mattress or a cover you can put on your existing mattress. The average mattress actually absorbs your body heat, giving you those nasty night sweats and causing restlessness. Who wants that? Not me. The temperature of your Pod Pro will adjust each side of the bed based on your sleep stages, biometric, and bedroom temperature, reacting intelligently to create the optimal sleeping environment. So it's essentially a smart mattress. The result, eight sleep users fall asleep up to 32% faster, reduce sleep interruptions by 40%, and get overall more restful sleep. The Pod Pro is trusted by many pro athletes to fuel optimal athletic performance, as well as high-powered CEOs and overall high performers who want to get sleep fit. If you want better sleep than ever before, go to 8sleep.com slash Logan to check out the Pod Pro and save $200 at checkout using promo code Logan. Link in description. Back to the program. Can I tell you something that motivated me for this fight? A couple of things motivated for me for this fight. Um, and I don't think I told you this yet, but definitely when you started John with Floyd a little bit and he seemed to have shifted his focus towards you a little bit, and I did not want to get like made an example of and have him beat me and then take on you and then possibly have him beat you and have him be the guy who beat both the Pauls. Like I, I don't like that narrative at all. And during this fight, I'm thinking about like the amount of mental energy we've put into this over the past eight months being told like this is the date this is the date this is the date oh we're changing this it's going to be in this uh city xyz like it's a it was a fucking roller coaster of a ride and i and it felt like mine it felt mine my moment i worked so hard for this i was patient you've had th what two fights three three in this time period and ever since then then I, this got you know, put on the table for me. I kind of just crossed my fingers and like hoped it would happen. And I was like, damn, if Floyd beats my ass and you knew this too. Yeah. He's going to call out Jake. Yeah. He's going to fight Jake. And like, he, he could be Jake. He might not be Jake, but regardless, he got to fight with Jake in an event where I feel like I put everything. I put my life on hold, hoping it would happen. Thank God it did. Like I put all my eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. I had other fights on the table multi multi million dollar offers to fight another big name two and we postponed them hoping the floyd fight would happen and again thank god it did so i was so invested in this moment and i knew that if i let this slip and take a fight with you and you'd probably even get a better deal than i did i that like ate me alive i was like dude i, I like i love you but like i can't this is mine this is one thing where, like, I need to step up to the fucking plate like you have in all your fights. Like, you stepped up to the plate, bro, in all your fights. And in this one, I, I knew I had to answer that call to the best of my ability. And, like, it, it was my time to shine. I'm afraid of my potential. There's a quote. Uh, our biggest fear is not that we are inadequate. inadequate. It's that we're, like, powerful beyond all measure or, or something like that. 
and, and like that is my like I'm still hesitant and have not yet truly stepped into how fucking beastly and powerful I can be in this fucking sport. Yeah, I've uh well, first of all, I respect that, bro. And you whatever you need to do to motivate yourself, like that's fucking dope. And by the way, you know, that's what the beautiful thing is about you and I is there's really no one else that I'm competing with. I'm competing with you, but at the same time we're on the same team yeah. and vice versa. So we can use each other to grind more, work harder. You know, I see mm -hmm. you in camp training for Floyd. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to jump into this camp early mm. and finish mm. Logan's camp off with him because mm. I see this. I'm, he's motivating me right now, and I know I'm going to have a fight, so I'm jumping into this camp early so someone can, can catch the hands even earlier in, in my fight. And mm. I, I think we just build off of each other, and together we are quite literally an unstoppable team, and I've had this, you know, thought and look myself in the mirror i'm like bro at this young of an age with how hard we work the things we've been through the experiences we had the teams we have around us and the knowledge we have quite literally there is no limit to what we can do or what we can accomplish it's it's seriously unlimited bro, you we just have to keep our head down and stay focused bro and you're go. telling me that now I, I i said something about my next fight and i had a close friend dm me they're like bro your next fight could be like Elon Musk or some shit, and I believe it. <laughs> what, it yeah. what, what is not possible now? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Bro, do you know? <laughs> do you know? The day of the fight, I went to go uh, like 40 minutes in Miami to sit in the hyperbaric chamber and <laughs> kick a, uh, um, the cryo chamber as well. And on the way back, it took a little longer than we thought. The driver was like, yo, like, I got somewhere else to be. I'm like, yo, whoop. Well, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? We're like 30 minutes away from our destination. It's 5 p.m. I'm fighting Floyd Mayweather in like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he goes, I'm sorry, Russian guy. I'm so I don't know if this is a Russian accent. I'm sorry, I have client. I, uh, I go, bro, I'm not, I'm not getting out of your car. Like, you're going to have to like drive me to the hotel now, right? I'm in fucking fight mode, bro. I'm listening yeah, to my music punch in my in headphones. Head. Bro, he pulls over on the side of the road. He's like, I, I have to, she... She's, she's a client of mine, personal client. Like, he got double booked, right? It's not his fault. She, she pays $60,000 a year. I'm like, fuck, this is this dude's livelihood. I'm like, uh, fuck me, bro. I'm like, mm. I look outside, bro. We're sitting outside of Mojo's Donuts, a public parking lot, busy intersection, 5 p.m. I'm like, no fucking way this is happening. Like, this would happen. Like, honest, like, obviously, like, why didn't I just see this? Get out of the car, bro. I'm standing outside of Mojo's Donuts. Me and me and Milton, no security, <laughs> no security. Me and my head coach standing outside of Mojo's Donuts on a busy intersection, waiting for an Uber to come pick me up to go back to the hotel to fight Floyd fucking Mayweather. And I'm like, uh, like sometimes, bro, I point up this guy. Like I see, I see God fucking with me a little bit. Like you ain't gonna give me this time, but I see what you're doing here. It was a test. Just a little bit of humor. It right? was a test. <laughs> I was. Bro, I was pissed. Dad, I was pissed. The world wants to derail you, but you just have to stay focused. That's on life, the goal. baby. That's life. And you have to use it as motivation. When this fight first got announced, I didn't know if I could do it. Like really, like from the from the inception of Jeff saying, Yo, would you ever fight Floyd Mayweather? And I'm like, Yeah. Cause it's exciting, right? But then when it yeah. like actually came to fruition, I'm like, how the fuck am I gonna do this? This guy's the goat. How am I gonna fucking beat this guy? And I had a couple people reach out 
like I'm still a human, right? I'm not weak, but I'm vulnerable mm-hmm. and I'm not invincible. And I know that. And as mentally tough as I am, I'm all always trying to be honest with myself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, fuck, just like everyone else. I'm like, this is going to be next to impossible. How do I do it? And I had a couple people reach out when the fight first got announced who like said certain things or like made an impact on me that I like remember vividly. One of the stories I'm going to, I'm going to say for Joe Rogan's podcast, I promised myself this, but, um, do you know who David Cho is? So you just announced that you're doing Joe Rogan's podcast? No, no, no. One day. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Joe? Honestly, oh, one day. Joe, please. I'll see you one day. But David Cho, who I actually uh, found out about and watched and discovered from Joe Rogan's podcast. David Cho, mm-hmm. an artist. Yep. You know who he is. Yep. He's, uh, I guess his, his biggest uh, thing or that you might know him for is he's the artist who painted the mural on uh, the Facebook HQ. And he's like, yo, this is $60,000. And um, the Napster guy was like, okay, I can pay you at 60K or give you shares in this brand new company called Facebook. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, I'll take the shares. Cashed out for like $150 million. And, and, and by the way, the most fascinating, inspirational, like oracle of a human being I've ever seen in my life. I watched his entire Joe Rogan podcast like four mm-hmm. times. Never heard of this guy in my life, right? Connected with him on Instagram. I was like, bro, you're incredible. Made me uh, a Charizard costume that I wore into my box break. Like we just stay connected. And before the fight, when it got announced, everyone, you know, social media, he's going to get his fucking ass kicked, whatever. People are texting me like, yeah, good luck. You, you do really think you can beat this guy, whatever. I get one text from David Cho. You will win. Hmm. I went, I printed that shit out, <laughs> stuck it on the mirror. And every day I'm like, yo, this dude, like, he's clearly got some like otherworldly, like, foresight and it meant a lot to me and like uh, uh even like joe rogan and cam uh haynes talked about it uh and they're like yo i'm betting on the one punch knockout logan and just hearing these like little little bits of motivation amongst all the hatred and noise and people telling me that i can't do something it meant a lot like it really it really did it really did affect me like i have you ever heard the inverse of that there's i can't remember who said it but in a, a crowd of a thousand, there's one person uh, booing you, and that one person stands out the most. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of the, the reverse of this. This is and maybe in this a is crowd, yeah, crowd of a million. There's one person that's sending you a good luck. And I think part of my gift is that I'm able to trick my mind into filtering all the all the stuff I don't agree with out. Mm-hmm. I go, ah, I don't agree with you. Even just like people ask me, how do I deal with haters? My response has always been like, oh, so if someone's like. Yo, Logan, you're a piece of shit. I go, okay. Hmm. Do I believe that? No, I don't believe that. Like, is the sky blue? Yes, the sky blue is blue. These are both facts. Sky's blue. I'm not a piece of shit. These are facts to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't even make it past the thing. Like, I consider it. Yeah. Am I a piece of shit? No. So, like, when everyone's like saying all these things, I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I do agree with me yeah. wanting to win, and so I'm very good at like. <laughs> And selecting exactly what I want to hear <laughs> and using it uh, to my advantage. Um, it's a skill. I think it's called right hearing. hearing. Hearing things that are deeply true within yourself. You, you can cut out everything else that's not. It's, mm. That is a skill, though. you got to build that. you got to be willing to put the walls up on your mind and not let anything get in that's going to tear you down. But they're still chirping. There's, like, I, see, I see people still just... 
like their narrative has shifted. Mm -hmm. It went from you don't stand a chance, mm -hmm. right? You're going to get your ass kicked. You're going to get knock, knocked out. Even Floyd in the first press conference, quote unquote, I guarantee he'll get knocked out June 6th. Oh, guarantee? Do you know what that means? Because it didn't happen. Not even close. And, and still online. He probably, he probably bro, doesn't know what that means. He's uh, not good at vocabulary. <laughs> You're still talking shit. Come on, Joe. Bro, oh, no, stop. No, stop. No, no. No, bro, let me stop you, bro. Wait, let me finish this. Please. I'm no, no, please, bro. Please, listen. <laughs> I, saw, I saw this clip. Jake wants a fight. I saw this clip on Instagram, bro. Floyd gets me with a hook. And I like, I like fell on onto him like I kind of did the whole fight and in wrestling it's called a wizard and you kind of just get like an underhook and like sit here and my body's like kind of limp I'm, I'm just letting him carry me like that's the strategy like you like champ good luck here's my dead weight right <laughs> and I saw this clip and they're like Floyd knocked out Logan then caught him and held him up to let it go eight rounds and I know like viral moments I know what the internet wants to hear and feast on and share and as soon as I saw it I was like motherfucker I know this is gonna take off I know people are gonna just eat this narrative up that he he knocked me out and and, and caught me and held me up to let it go eight rounds and I'm like M sure enough it did caught some legs and I'm here like yo you fucking morons like bro stop trying to do everything you can to discredit what happened like how did you go from yo he's gonna fucking kill you beat your ass you're you're gonna get embarrassed and you never stand a chance to like well like <laughs> you were hugging him the whole time that's what you do when you're fighting a guy 40 pounds heavier who's the greatest fight or lighter who's the greatest fighter of all time like you use your weight to your advantage Every little At thing. Everything. That, 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 when I watched that video, because I know exactly which one you're talking about, not only did I lose more faith in humanity, but I thought the same thing. I'm like, bro, they, like people are just fucking stupid. And, and it's a problem in our generation, a bigger problem, where anything can be posted or tweeted about or made a TikTok of. And without seeing whether it's true or not or having any actual fa facts, people believe it because someone else said it. It's like sheep and there's like a sheep dog just it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> it just I also hoarding the sheep or whatever like i also seen a like oh floyd mayweather after the fight and it's like you know a picture of him like looking up and smiling and then me after the fight and i'm kind of like you know my eyes are red and whatever and i'm like yo but what happened to like when i'm screaming like miami i fucking love you like where's that picture dude like the headline hunters there's, it's so they, easy to put two pictures next to each other and totally ruin one person and build one other person up. Which I get, and I don't mind. And it's a strategy, and I've used it to my advantage as well. And everyone who listens to this podcast knows it takes like a semi-evolved person who's like slightly more conscious than the average human to be like, hmm, there might be a bit more context to this than this headline above this fucking meme page. Slightly evolved. Like 90% of the time, like the context yeah. is missing and the narrative is formed based on like, what you see. And it's tweeted from an account that's like buttered noodles news 69 <laughs> mom. I love them. I love these accounts, bro. I got featured on some of my favorite meme pages, bro. Trash Cam Paul, <laughs> the best page on Instagram. Trash Cam Paul, my favorite. Uh, I got I got featured on Shithead Steve. People got you on. People. Bro, we love people. Got me kissing Floyd before I even <laughs> kissed him in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. But among the many things I think that uh, we're doing for this sport, you know, as fun as it is, one of my favorite is, uh, and you started this narrative, fighter pay, fighter pay. I didn't even realize, bro. This is the this is the most important thing that I think we need. Me and you, yeah, we need to drive it down everyone's throats, mainly 
Dana White and mainly <laughs> the the promoters because it is the most unfair thing. And I've been talking about it for, for quite some time now, even since before the Ben Askren fight. And I just don't understand it. And I see how much work these fighters have to put in and how hard this sport is and how unforgiving it is. You are only as good as your last fight. Mm-hmm. And Dana White's like, if you lose, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Like, you're still signed mm-hmm. to all these fights, and I can pay you $15,000. Yeah. Uh, and it's like working for clout. It's hard. And it's hard, too, because, like, if you don't have that commercial personality, I'll call it, like a McGregor, and you're just a beast-ass fighter, you almost – you didn't lose, but it's much harder for you. Kamara Usman's a good example. One of the best. Doesn't really have a super commercial personality, right? Like, he – like, one of the best fighters – Commercial or developed? Commercial. commercial like, like, he 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 doesn't sell as many pay-per-views as he should because people aren't super invested in him. Mm. And it's no fault of his. It's just not who he is. He's a killer. He's a fucking killer, yeah. bro. Not like a not like a Disney star. Like, we were trained for the other shit first. That's what I was going to say. You have media presence. You know how to sit and talk to a camera and, you know, look this look at this camera. Tell the story to this person with this inflection in order to sell the it's fight. Che- it's cheating. It's our gift, right? Yeah. But and, and, and my one rebuttal, because I agree, the fighters are the talent. The fighters bring the audience. The power is with the fighter. And some are and catching risking on. risking their lives. 100%. 100%. Some are catching on. My one rebuttal would be this, and this is me playing devil's avocados. Selling pay-per-views is hard, bro. And I bet most fighters think they're much more valuable than they actually are when it comes to actually driving pay-per-view sales. A lot of them probably aren't where they think they really are. A hundred percent, and I, I see that all the time. I mean, we know it firsthand. People think they go, can go into the ring. These TikTokers and stuff think they're going into the ring this coming weekend or whatever, and they think they're gonna sell X amount of pay-per-views. But no, 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 <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna do that. And I think a lot of fighters do overprice themselves. I just think. The ones there, there are certain ones who can sell the pay per views that aren't getting the pay per view cut and the numbers that they deserve. Like how are me and you sitting here? I'm three fights, three pro fights in. You're two pro fights in. How do you and I make more than every single fighter in the UFC? I think Francis Ngannou tweeted this, right? Or someone, someone did. It might have been him. It's fucking stupid, dude. It's fucking dumb. But the answer is. Because people are invested, whether they like it or not, they want to see they want to see me try to do the impossible, right, or or come close or whatever the fuck. They want to see you get your ass kicked. Whatever it is, they're invested. They yeah. care yep. emotionally, positive or negative. But also because we are at the table during the business meeting. True, 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 true. Dana yep. and Dana White doesn't have his fighters at the table. He's like, here's how much you're getting, take it or leave it. Because he has that power. Mm-hmm. He's got them signed to that contract. Well, that's his, that's his savvy. That's the magic of, of the, the Dana White. But here's the thing, and this is where it needs to even out. Because I like it just, it just needs to be more fair. But out of all the sports, UFC fighters, compared to how much the owners of the league get paid, is the lowest. Wow. By, by I, think, uh, I think it's around 20% is how much the fighters get. Whereas in other sports, it's like 45%. So the NBA players are making 45% of what the total organization makes. So that that means that increase the pot, even, increase though, the even pot. a bit, even a bit. Yeah. Even a bit. And 
give the ones who are selling the pay-per-views reward them. Yeah, stack them up. Re- reward them and, and let them <laughs> live a good life and retire because John Jones, Francis, you know, is one of the most exciting heavyweight fighters now. <laughs> like, bro, people are going to fucking watch that guy. <laughs> like, he needs to be a multi, 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 tens of millionaire. Yeah. And the guys who are running the organization, like the Usmans now, like the John Joneses, you know, give these guys yeah. what they deserve. Yeah, pay them. Pay them. And, and, and it'll trickle down from there. You know, the, the, more, the more the UFC grows, the more the fighters grow. The, the more the fighter, you know, as he's stepping up in the ranks, then, then he should be getting paid. But even, you know, you look at, like, Chris Weedman who goes in and snaps his leg. Like, what happens... In that scenario, because in the NBA, they're guaranteed a they certain amount paid. of money. Yeah, they still get the paid. Fuck? In the UFC, they're not. There's no guarantee you have to go in there and fight to get oh paid. Oh my god! Hmm. And it's, you take all the risk. And, it's and, ruthless, dude. And, it's ruthless. And by the way, bro, we're the only ones, honestly, that can can really talk about this because the they're, UFC they're, they're fighters, locked up. They're, they're locked, locked up, up, bro. Oh, they it, can't even it, imagine a UFC fighter coming out. Really in Cl- clipping a, this podcast, like being like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You Dana fired, White's gonna be dropped. like, fuck you. You're Did you fired. see Tony Ferguson before his last fight saying he, they should increase the knockout bonus? I th- or I did see the, that. Whatever the bonus was, it went from fifty to seventy-five k. But even then, it's like, but, but th- those are all the little things that need to be changed and pushed forward. Ma- mm-hmm. Maybe it's not the the salary. Maybe if you have a good performance, if you. You know, increase it, increase it, reward these guys for for doing good. And on a on a, another note, like going to the boxing lane, it's like same thing with these promoters. Like, what does a promoter do nowadays? Like fighters, yeah, they put on the event, they have the license, mm-hmm. you know. And there's promoters like Eddie Hearn who do a good job of selling the fight and has his own platform. Yeah. But what other promoters like can an what average that? person name? Like, mom, name another promoter besides Eddie Hearn. Trailer. No, that, that they're not promoters. That's like a that's Trailer. a it's I, a I tech think... company. They're so so there's no your average person can't name that per name another promoter. Mm-hmm. And now it's up to the fighters, in my opinion, to learn content, to learn media presence, yeah. and to learn God, how to fuck to sell their own fights. We've been doing that shit our whole life. It is so hard. Okay, well Ryan's well, gotten close. Ryan Garcia, yeah, because he, he's he's. He's doing it. Yeah. And and he's young and he's savvy. Yeah. And he grew up in the social media yeah. era. Yeah. But, bro, if we took four or five years to learn how to box, these fighters That's can, true. That's can totally take true. four or five years mm-hmm. to develop a social media team. Hire a videographer. Yo, ironically. Hire iron, an editor. Ironically, Ben Askren did a good job of this in your fight great. with him. He did great. He like made made that Rocky video, hundreds of him. thousands of, of, of favors. We said it. We're like, bro, this dude's like, he's milking this shit. I, I think exactly. the difference is you guys have your built-in media empires already. I mean, how no, many but Ben, but of, Ben didn't is what I'm saying, and it's possible. And he stepped up to right. the plate, and it's possible, and and at least try. I saw given the I saw the Charlo big fight. I saw uh, Jamal Charlo created a uh, YouTube channel uh-huh. and is like posting vlogs on mm, there. Mm, mm. I'm like, bro, this is sick because I liked him as a fighter, mm-hmm. but I never got to see his personality. So I watch his videos. I'm like, oh, this guy is even cooler than I thought he was. Now I care even more about his fights. And so it's like, just do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fighter's job to sell these fights now. And I think there just needs to be more conversation about promoters and 
promoters you, on the boxing side and Dana White on the MMA side signing these fighters to longer term contracts and screwing them over. Bellator fighters make more than UFC fighters. You're joking. Swear to God. It's a fact. Oh my God. It's a fact, which which just shows that Dana White is just the, a greedy little elf. <laughs> do you think you could do so the same way Logan got a Floyd masterclass? Do you think you guys could, you know, help people understand what a camera is or how to hire someone or bring in, you know, a whole media team for fight camps for these different what, what you're describing is like us becoming consultants no no not not i think the proper way to do it would be like we're the promoters like we now represent you like even even like yo come to puerto rico and train with us type shit like that that's probably the big business mogul move that we'll end up doing eventually and maybe even like massive conversation uh start our own league where we like because like bro we don't we don't need money we have money we just we want legacy i mean money's dope as fuck but like legacy's cool and to start like a, a a uh, uh, organization where me and you should be the Dana Whites the t- in the <laughs> in the face-offs. Can you imagine? I wanted to do. I wanted to do like. Imagine if you had a team of fighters and I had a team of fighters and I went and trained my team, and you went and trained your team, and there then we had go. them face go against each other. That's cool. I'm a shitty coach. The worst. <laughs> no patience. Absolutely. Well, no you could still be around. I cannot teach. I, we I wouldn't think. be the coaches. We would oh, just okay. like okay, team okay. Jake, team Logan. We would hire coaches to to get in the trenches, right. but like that'd be the most interesting boxing event of all time. We if would you be, picked five fighters and you picked five fighters and just said, "Let's run it," like Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> team, team Logan versus <laughs> versus Team Jake. Except we're actually gonna pay the fighters what they deserve. <laughs> I got my guys. They were my security for uh, the fight, the Ghost Shed baby. Go shit, y'all. Yo, I want y'all. I, I'm, on, I'm gonna be honest, bro. <laughs> when I, when I saw them, I was like, okay, I know these guys are badasses. Yeah, but not a single one of them was over five eleven. I know. That's that was the point. That was the point. Oh, okay. But yeah. I didn't know that they were security at first because they were. That little. was that was also the point. Assassins will break your fucking okay. every bone in your body. But here's the thing. Are you going to go and fuck with someone if you know they have security and they're big and like looking at you? I hear what you're saying. Or are you going to go and find out that they have security? <laughs> One of those is much worse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Take yeah, but pick. it's like it's Take like it's like it's like perceived <laughs> it's like perceived I, I hear perceived you. uh threat threat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I hear you. I I like I and like Brendan Brendan Schaub pointed this out. He's like, "Yo, Logan security versus Floyd security. Like, we want to see that card. Like, bro, because his are huge, but mine are you, ki- yeah, killers. Train killers. Fuck up Floyd security. <laughs> but they just look like they just look like. I was literally sitting there. I was no, like, but you, bro. Oh, oh, you guys are here for a security. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you know, you know, bro. You you'd scan the room and everyone's like doing their thing, and then there'd be a couple guys. You're like, yo, those guys look a bit more menacing than the rest of the group. Like, yeah, he's he's not huge, right? But like, what's something? They would put up. I don't want to fuck with that guy. Right? They would do start doing flying arm bars and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I will say they they did a they did a good job of security, but you could tell that they weren't like a refined security team. It, even awesome, like the head guy was like, "Bro, we're not we're not security. We're MMA fighters." It, it, it takes a lot, bro. Like there's it, it, a lot it, it, of instances sure. with the security guard that they have to be trained. Yep. Like years and years. And Especially years. if you have to act as a unit, which yep. is hard if you've never done it before. How are you gonna do it? Yep. Like. Like that that's that's hard. Bro, I, I honestly like you've been on this way for a while now. I don't I, I'm not going anywhere without security. After this fight, I already noticed that the the not to sound like pompous, but like my name did reach a new level. 
I've been trying to tell you this. That's why I walk I around feel with it security. now. I feel it now. But I can't go like not one person. It doesn't give me like that fucking double look, and and I'm like, ugh. Like I, I'm, I'm a, not can't be as low key as I used to be able to. You can't go anywhere, bro. My my demographic is like the craziest thing in the world. It's like the four year old who is watching Disney reruns that still is like that's Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> And then, oh, and then I have like the <laughs> the ninety year old Mike Tyson fan who's like, "You did so good, you knocked the fuck out of me." <laughs> coming up to me, it's like the craziest demographic that I've seen. Oof. All right, well, wide. Is there anything else? How you feeling? That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> let's 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 go body first. How's your body feel? Great, a little sore. You can tell I got a little, a little tagged in, in the eyes. He made my nose bleed once, and I, t- I wiped my nose. I go, you got me, but I made his lip bleed, mm-hmm. that was good, which is good. My body feels good, um, healthy, and like enjoying myself, mm-hmm. celebrating a little bit, for a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a desire to like drink or get fucked up, bro. Being in Puerto Rico changed my priorities. It's weird. Absolutely, it's weird. Well, you got your family down here. That's yeah, exciting. yeah, my mom and my dad are right over there, which is awesome. Um, and you're here, hey, which is fucking everybody. awesome. J- Jake's here, like we got the the sound guys over there. <laughs> He's new, but it's been calm. It's it's not. It's, I don't want it, bro. I was sitting at the after party mm-hmm. in uh, Miami, and I'm like, damn, I like. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much I really want to be here. It's like everyone's like kind of just fucking drunk, and like I don't want to really talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's like my age or like this last camp changed me or like being in Puerto Rico. Like I don't mind being, I'm just like focused. I got a different priorities now. Mm-hmm. I, you know? I know, I know the feeling of like what you're going through. How you're younger than me. Like, did it happen to you or it, you it happened to me, bro? Cause I'm like, damn, now I can eat whatever. Like I can do and eat whatever it's I nice. want. Like, I mean, like, bro, no, no, no. Cheesecake. Like, that like that's literally I'm talking about figuratively. You're you're sitting there after the fight and you're like, you're looking up at the sky and you're like, I can go to space right now, mm-hmm. and you can do whatever you want. So why, as a smart individual who is young, hungry, and successful with all this knowledge, you're not gonna you don't want to slow down. You're like, what's that's next? it. That's you're it. You're like, I need more. Mm-hmm. So you can you just want to start eating more, bro. bro. Crazy bro. momentum right now. Jake and I, we've been joking. You've all heard it around the house. We're like, more fights. More like, fights. We need more fights. Wish I could clone myself and put on more fights. Um, as fast as we can get these deals done, we're, I'm doing them. People are scared <laughs> to sign the papers, man. They don't want to take it's, you. It's on. it's so funny because I got now I'm literally like you know I've, I've been asking like who's next and it's it's. I don't know if I have an answer. Like, if y'all want to see me fight someone or have someone in mind, like, let me know. Um, the cream of the crop will rise to the top. I yeah, think you, I think someone will pop up that will make it an undeniable decision. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Everyone wants it. But but sometimes it does help when they publicly put it out there. So, <laughs> I'll be I'll be your promoter. I have a young fighter here <laughs> named Logan Paul. If you want to fucking fight him, call him out, baby. Call him out. Call me out. Let me know. We're looking at we're looking at the applications. Let me know. All ages, all sizes. Like, uh, some someone mentioned Mike Tyson. Like, how how funny is it? Like one great at a time, or is that like is it you can only fight one and then out of the next? Yeah, I think I don't know. He's pretty mean, man. 
He pieced some people up. You ever, see, what, you ever see what he did to this people? This is what they said about Floyd. I, my, my lawyer my, mentioned it, and he's like, he's like, no, Tyson will rip your head off. You don't stand a chance. I'm like, bro, I just went through all this. You, you can't tell me I How can't much? beat Mike Tyson. Bro, he's, he's, he's old, old. Dude, but if he punches you, you're I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, I don't think so. You know who's got a higher bone density than you? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. I was telling Mac, Guaranteed. I got, a, I got a high bone. I'm in like the, like the highest percentile of bone density. You probably just, are too. Yeah. Doc said, y'all are super dense. That's said, so he true. He said you could hit me with a baseball bat and the bat would break. Don't get any ideas. Because <laughs> then you'll have a broken baseball bat. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna break your bat. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you know, what next? What now? Um, real quick, bro. I'm proud of my 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 outfit that I wore. And my walkout. I'm biased, but that was that was one of the coolest walkouts. What about the chain? That's why. It's part uh, of it. Bro, I walked out to the greatest showman. Okay. Not like some fucking heavy rap song. The greatest showman, bro. Hugh Jackman belting from now on. <laughs> Anthemic like chorus. Whatever. And it, it means so much to me because like I relate to that, right? Yeah. I want to Do people to be know how much showman. you love that movie? No, I don't think so. It's my favorite movie. Yeah. And so and the soundtrack is incredible. Like I'm a fucking nerd. Like obviously, like I had a fucking me up. Pokemon card around my neck that is is a million dollar card. Like I said this. Like it's it's a it's a million dollar card. That's there's, a flex. There's only three in the world. The chain was your idea. The 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 diamond chain, which cost forty thousand dollars for a custom made chain to fit a fucking BGS 10, a Beckett ten first edition Charizard. It was just funny because like. The way Floyd walked out, like he thought he was so cool with, with like the performances, and like, <laughs> and like the rapper had all of his chains on, and like your chain is just <laughs> literally four times as much. A fucking Pokemon card, dude. Pokemon's a flex. I'm proud of that card. I swear to God, ever since I got it graded a ten, my life has been on a meteoric rise. We've been talking about momentum, <laughs> momentum, the most po- powerful force in the universe. In yeah, the you universe. said you. What do you want to talk about? How you got that graded or? No, I, I mean I, I'm going to. I have a YouTube video. Okay. Like, yeah. I commented, "You harnessed the power of Charizard to beat Floyd, aka Ditto." Bro, he is Ditto. Oh, he was changing into so many different things. It's hard to hit him with a jab. That's what he said about me. It's hard, it's hard to hit him with a jab. He said, "I'm better than I than I than he expected." Exceed but expectations, but, but look, baby. All right. Exceed fucking but here, expectations. But here's what people don't want to talk about is. That's what he's saying publicly. You got him to the point where he said he's better than I thought publicly. So what is he saying behind closed doors? You know how slick he is and smart with what he says? He, 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 he'll downplay the significance of everything. And it's like, it's like a weird flex. Like for the McGregor fight, he's like, yeah, I barely trained for it. You know, his boy said for this camp, he was training for like a world class fighter, like like he was training for Canelo. I have I have the clip here. Um, he he goes, yo, you would you would think he's training for a a world title fight, and that I think that happened after the gotcha hat moment. It, it did because you pissed him off. Look, looking sharper than he did when he saw him for Conor McGregor. It looked like he he's training harder than he did for Conor McGregor. It looked like he's training for a legit fighter. He looked like he was really training like the Canelo fight. Like, bro, you would really think he about to fight. I'm, I'm hearing this I'm like Bet Let's fucking go And bro bro This, this Connor conversation Is funny too What's the stat 
kind of got TKO'd in 10th round. 10th round, but I think I landed more punches than... Either I landed more punches than Connor did, or or Floyd hit Connor more than me, or one of them. I, either way, you did better than Connor McGregor against Floyd Mayweather, and and I saw a lot of mm. people posting the stats, like the side by side punching stats. He outpunched. He no, out, no, 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 no. Pause. They, they it made it you look like you didn't do as good as people thought, right? But. In the Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson fight, when they posted the side by side stats, the stats said that he hit me like eight times and that I only hit him four times. Oh. So, I'm, bro, fuck those fucking stats. Mm. Whoever's counting that shit's a fucking idiot. Floyd Met or Nate Robinson didn't hit me once, and I hit him dozens of times and knocked him down to the ground three times. So, how could I have only hit him four times? <laughs> Just four punches. Like, that is weird. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the bro, the one people, that's, this is why I go back to if you've never been in the ring, never boxed, please just don't talk about boxing. But it's fun because everyone wants to be the expert. Where I landed 100 more punches, or no, I threw, sorry, 100 more punches than Floyd. I was more active, was throwing. He only landed 15 more than me. What, two per round? Again, says the guy who is, you know, who knows what is, who's counting that. Again, like, facts. I guess Nate Robinson hit me eight times. No, you did not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Crazy, crazy, bro. It's wild, and I'm glad I have this lens. Literally, an ability to shift from boxer to podcast host and like articulate what it's really like getting in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. Because when I was preparing for him, I'm wondering. Like, well, part of my curiosity going in was. And I said this to Milt before the fight. I go, let's see how good this guy really is. Like, let's see how good he really, like one of the greatest athletes ever. And I've been one-on-one with super athletes. Dominic Abonator, who's wrestling for Israel now. Like, I went into that fight in, in or the uh, match in districts, the championship, mm-hmm. like 40-0, and 0, dude. Yeah. And so is he, right? Undefeated. But in my head, I go, there's levels to this shit. And everyone knows this kid's at the top. <laughs> Beat my ass Pin me The only person to pin me Senior year And it was the first time I was like Okay There really are levels To this shit When you're dealing With super athletes mm-hmm. It's different And so in my head I'm like Am I gonna go into this fight And have a similar experience To Dominic Abinator Where I'm like I know I'm a Ooh. I know I'm a very good athlete Right I'm good enough to be 40 You know I'm good enough to like Beat up everyone in sparring mm-hmm. But when you're dealing With an athlete of that caliber Am I gonna be shocked And overwhelmed By how good he is And that's what I think Everyone was expecting The asterisks would be a fight baby is boxing right your muscles Mm. are great your endurance is great but it's a fight and the heart plays a lot more in this particular sport than in probably most sports how much fight do you have in you and if you're willing to bring that shit like round four round four homie puts his hands up pressure fight right starts Mm. walking towards me making me throw trying to get me tired Landed some punches, some good counter shots. Go back to my corner. Milk goes, how you feeling? I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Tired, bro. And guess what? My very first fight, got tired in round four. And it was downhill from there. Could not get that second win. Did not come back. Round five happened. Noticed my second win picking up, which it did in sparring. Every single time. Every single time in sparring. Round four, I dip. Mm-hmm. Five, six, seven, eight. I go... 
back up stronger than when I started. Yeah. And I felt that coming back and I'm like, this is fantastic. Like rely on your training, Thank rely God. on your training and what we've been trained to do. And it happened exactly like it did in training five, six, seven. I go seven. I'm like, I'm going to beat this fucking guy. Yep. Like I got this in, in the bag. And, uh, you got to be careful with that information. What? I don't know. Just telling people what happens in your fights. And no, I don't, I don't, I don't care. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad I can like say this because like, tr- bro, tr- try to formulate a game plan. Like, there's, try- well, there's only so much information on both of you as far as boxing, professional boxing matches go. How many tapes can they watch of Jake? Yeah, I haven't done like, shit. No, that's why it's... Bro. You have, like, how much? Less than combined five minutes of professional fight time? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's not much to watch. The, so no one knows what to expect, ever, from and, either of you. And I'm sitting here, like, telling them my game plan. I hear you, bro, but, like, yeah. attempt to formulate a game plan. You're gonna... You're gonna fucking panic when it's not going your way. And, yeah. and you... If your strategy is you're relying on me to get tired in round four, let's hope I... Don't get better at it. Yeah, like what? Like that's an easy fit. Like also, yeah, like what I was gonna say is, in between each camp, I get exponentially better. Yeah. So it's like you're not even gonna be fighting the same fighter. Not even close. You didn't. Even, you didn't even see like who I was as a fighter. I was just like, I, I, I walked in the locker room and I think my nonchalance about the whole thing was like, because I was like, as a boxer, my performance was like, I, I adjusted to the fucking dude I was fighting who was like five different people in one match, <laughs> and like just got it done. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I thought about it. I was like, how much mm-hmm. do I want to say? Like, it's it's gonna f- it's gonna fuck with people when they're like, oh shit, like th- he didn't get tired. What do I do? Smoke bomb. Because bro, after that barrage in the first round, chilling, fine, mm-hmm. whatever. Second round, fine. Third round, fine. Fourth round, I go, I'm a little tired. Milton goes, no, you're not. I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. Like, what is tired? It's chilling. Not even like a moment of, of of hesitation or worriedness with the fight yeah and it's it's funny my dad and i were talking about this um because i could have given more of those last couple of rounds i really could have mm-hmm. uh it was round eight and i had a lot of energy just like in sparring bro we'd be in round 12 in sparring yeah. and i'd be bouncing off the walls like if you notice i didn't sit down in between the rounds yeah it's not what we do um, I also bend over because it opens up my lungs just for everyone wondering. Like, it's not because I'm exhausted every round. I just <gasps> deep breath, stand up, chill. Um, but round eight, I had a lot of energy and I noticed he was getting tired, which was unusual because I was told he wouldn't get tired. And he started breathing heavy and I'm watching his body language and it's shifting a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I could pounce on this guy. I, I could. Mm-hmm. And like try to fuck him up and take him out this eighth round. Or I could play it a little safe, make it out, and get what would be perceived as I know a win because I made it eight rounds with the best fighter ever. And I did it the last 12 seconds. Rewatch the last like 12 seconds of the fight. Talking shit, having fun, throw a jab. He swings, dodge. I hit, hit him with like a, I forget, like a, maybe a one-two. But it was a moment where the last 30 seconds were there. And I'm like, I could go for it. I could try to knock out Floyd Mayweather in the last 30 seconds. Or I could ride it out and get, again, a W, right? And I go, it is so fitting for me to have almost made it the full eight rounds, go crazy swinging, Mm -hmm. and get knocked the fuck out with 15 seconds left. And for the rest of my life, people will go, he almost did that. He he almost, I didn't want to be the almost guy. Almost only counts (laughs) in hand grenades and horseshoes, bro. 
I didn't want to be the guy who almost made it. And so I was like, I made the smart decision there. Like if it was a pro fight on record for sure, like I'm calculating all these things in my head. Right. And, and, and this was it. You go for that fucking, but I, I was, just, I was weighing it and I'm like, dude, it is so like, it, like how fitting, dude, how <laughs> fitting of me. Like almost just walk directly into a right hand, <laughs> which I would have bro. Cause I knew the more I swung, the more he hit me. That's what I yes. did know. I didn't know where the punches were coming from, but I knew it always <laughs> happened when I missed. Mm. Missed something hit me. I'm like, uh, that's that speed. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I almost didn't make it to the fight, bro. Oh and I, and so I, I didn't want to be the guy who, for the rest of my life, you almost beat Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Kill me, dude. <laughs> Not taking the risk. Hey, risk or war, baby. I got one question. You just did something that a lot of people thought were impossible. Well, you just did what a lot of people thought was impossible. Uh, who is Logan Paul? When? Right now. Who is Logan Paul? He's my brother. Jake's brother. <laughs> Jake Paul's brother, babe. Uh, ready? The answer is this. Yes. Baby, I'm the Maverick. I am the impossible. Mm -hmm. That's the answer. I am the impossible. Straight up. I love that. That's how I feel. I always will be. Always have been, always will be. I didn't know I always had been. Now I know. Now I fucking know. Proven. Proven. And guess what? I'm going to prove it again, too. When I beat Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love Mike. We love Mike. All right, that's it. Anything else? I love you guys. Thanks for listening to this, uh, this episode of Impulsive Post-Fight. One of the greatest moments of my life. Thank you guys for riding uh, this crazy, crazy journey. And com me. comment if I should be the new Impulsive host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out what is going to happen moving forward. We're still figuring it out. Obviously, with me not being in camp, the show will resume. Um, Caleb's here uh, on the cameras. And so the team is kind of fragmented right now. We'll, we'll figure it out. So if you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. We love you guys. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye.